0: I, I want to get into the message today. It's a standalone message. Um, uh, and it, we're going to be looking at one of my favorite miracles that Jesus did. You know, the miracles, the many miracles that we have in the Bible doesn't even touch the amount of miracles Jesus did. John says that if, if all of the things that Jesus did uh, on this earth during those three and a half years during his ministry, if they were written down, that there would be a not a, there was not enough books to hold them. So Jesus did so, so many miracles. This is one of my favorite, though. And it begins in verse 11. It says, soon afterward, he went to a town called Nain. Very, uh, I'll, I'll touch that in just a moment, that town called Nain. And his disciples and a great crowd went with him. At this point in Jesus' ministry, everywhere he goes, there are multitudes that are following him. He would do a miracle for someone and say, don't tell nobody about it. And of course, that was almost impossible because they went and the first thing they did, they told everybody about the miracle Jesus performed. And the reason why... Jesus didn't want them to tell about the miracle is for this very reason. He could not, he was limited in the places he ministered because the multitude were pressing around him. There was so much need and everywhere he went there was a great need for miracles. Now Jesus worked miracles wherever he went but he was limited in some ways because of the need pressing around him in his ability to minister. So we see this, there's a crowd can you imagine being a part of that crowd with jesus i mean just being in the crowd i mean can you imagine that crowd i mean the anticipation many probably have already received miracles can you imagine the hope and the celebration just wondering what jesus is going to do next so that's sort of that setting with that crowd Great crowd went with him. Verse 12, And as he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out. The only son of his mother, gets worse, and she was a widow. So this lady has lost her husband, now has lost her son can you imagine the feeling of despair can you imagine the feeling of hopelessness the economical problems that she probably uh, is now facing her only son is dead there's a funeral procession there's a crowd with her the only son his mother and she was a widow and a considerable crowd from that town was with her so we have two different crowds they're fixing to meet verse 13 and when the lord saw her he had compassion on her and said to her do not weep well that's sort of unfair considering the circumstances right if, if it was just because of the current circumstances, that would be unfair for Jesus to ask. But Jesus knows the end result. Jesus already knows what's fixing to happen. And I believe he would tell you today, whatever situation you're facing, there may be a, a, a time to weep, but then there's a time not to weep because he's going to work something through that situation. He's going to work something for you. Verse 14, then he came up and touched the bear. That is the platform that they used to, to tote the, the coffin. He came up and touched it. The bearers stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise. Don't you, can you imagine the anticipation at the moment? There are those that have said, okay, this is fixing to happen. But then there are those that have said, he's got the nerve. Verse 15, and the dead man sat up and began to speak. Now, I just happened to think through trying to put myself into that situation. Can you imagine what he said? Can you imagine rising from the dead, standing up and looking at everybody? And he probably said, like, what's up, (laughs) y'all? And Jesus gave him to his mother. There are some things that we're going to learn today. I think in this room, we all have different, I know we all have different situations we're facing, and there are different levels of faith in this room. There are different Um, ways that we're handling the situation we're in right now. And I believe the Lord put this message on my heart to tell you the title is Hope Arise. Hope Arise. And I believe the Lord is going to speak that to you just like he spoke to that dead son. Arise. The Lord is going to speak into your life. Hope Arise. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. For your word, Lord, your word is given to us that we may believe. It's not just an account of past history. It is what you desire to do in our lives today is to give us faith to believe. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by your word. And Lord, we accept faith now. We receive your word spoken into our hearts and we thank you for faith and we will have faith to believe. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Lord, speak to my heart. Let's pray it, church. Speak to my heart. Change my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. You've probably heard the saying before. You probably have said it. Maybe you're you've said it recently. I am at the end of my rope and when we say things like that the person that says that that means they're saying I'm at the end of my strength I have no other option I've gone as far as I can go my hope is gone and can you imagine this lady who has lost her son, she has already experienced the loss of her husband. And you can imagine that she would be the person that would say, I'm, I'm at the end of my rope. And she's, she lives in a town called Maine. The town is called Maine. Maine means lovely place, beautiful. And now we find her leaving. She's at the gate with the crowd following the funeral procession for her son. Have you ever been in a place where everything seems to be going okay for everybody else, lovely and beautiful for them, but you find yourself without hope? You find yourself in that kind of setting. You're leaving that kind of place because of what the situation that you're following. I think we've all been there, right? And we see her in this beautiful place that she is at the gate, though. It's, it's, her situation is taking her outside of what's beautiful, what's lovely. And there's a crowd with her. You know, isn't it true that when we're going through it, we want somebody going through it with us? If we're going through hopeless situations, we, need, we really, many times, crave to speak to those other people. You know, misery loves company they would say, and in that crowd, there were many people with her. That crowd, there's mourning, there is sorrow, there is um, hopelessness in that crowd, but what I love about this story is that I believe Jesus redirected, if he was not already going that direction, he decided to. Because Jesus knows the end of the story already, and Jesus is with the crowd. They're following him, and in that crowd, it's completely different. Can you imagine the expectancy? Can you imagine the joy and the celebration? Can you imagine the hope in that crowd? And you have a hopeless crowd fixing to come head-on to a hopeful crowd and the result is hope arises. And I think, again, that's going to happen in this crowd today, that uh, wherever you are in your situation, if it's, if it's where your hope is, is dying, if it's where your hope is just hanging on, see, I think we're, I know we're all in different places, maybe some of us, that we, we say we have hope, but it's a maintaining hope. It's not the hope that we used to have. It's not the hope of dreams and expectations. It's a hope I can get enough gas in my tank this week. Amen? <laughs> and wherever that situation is, if your hope is dead and you're, you're in a hopeless situation, or you say, well, I'm a person of hope, it's just not where it used to be, I believe the Lord is going to help us today. To Have you ever heard the saying, people say, don't get your hopes up? Well, that's not godly at all. That's not for the children of God. I believe the Lord would tell us today to get our hopes up. Let hope arise. Amen. Are you tracking with me this morning? So we're going to see this miracle come uh, to fruition, and we're going to learn from uh, this widow's situation today what God can do in our situation 1 Peter 1, 3 says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy. He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That you and I should have a, not just some hope, but we should have a hope that's alive. A living hope. Why? Why? because Jesus is alive. God has, has given us the greatest thing that he could have given us that in Christ we can have hope for new life. Anybody experience new life? And not only new life on this earth, that we can have eternal hope, the blessed hope, eternity with God. That's the kind of hope you and I should have. It should not be based on our situation and our circumstances. It should be based on the things going on in the world, or the things that are happening in our economy, it should be based on Jesus Christ and what he has already provided for us. Now, I am preaching hard this morning, and uh, you can help me out by just getting a little excited, amen? Because we have a reason today. I know it's difficult. I've been watching Newsmax, and I'm just about maxed out on the news because it's so Now, do do we ignore, I'm grieved by what's going on in Ukraine um, right now, and we should pray for them. There are many Christians in that nation, and they are suffering, and we should pray. And I feel like, man, we should do something about it. So I want to take just a moment to break this message to say, we're going to be taking up an offering next week for Ukraine. There is a ministry, Lucretia has a, has a ministry that um, uh, that partners with someone in that area that's working with refugees out of Turkey. And the money that we give will be able to go help them to minister to refugees. So that's something I would ask you to pray about this week just to see what the Lord would have you to do. And we'll take up an offering for Ukraine and make sure, it, I wanna make sure it gets to the right place and it will. So that'll be next Sunday. and just. Do what the Lord has you to do. If you can't do anything, pray for him. Amen? But we have some reasons. Ukrainian Christians have some reasons to get their hopes up. Do we believe that? Yes, because they have Christ. They have the living hope within them. Let me give you three reasons today to get your hopes up. Three reasons if you're taking notes. If you don't have the church app, the notes are on the church app, In the printed announcements, you can get that link right there to be able to set up the Move Church app on your phone. Please do so because that's the way we communicate. We're going to be doing more announcements through that. So if you'll get that link and get that church app on your phone, it doesn't cost you anything. It's a lot of good resources. But the notes are there. Three reasons to get your hopes up. Are you ready to get your hopes up? Number one, hope comes from God. Hope comes from God. One of my favorite verses is Romans 15, 13. It says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. When you have hope, you have joy and peace. So that the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. That you have hope overflowing. That, that hope, it, it, it comes no matter what your situation, that is inside of your life because, because the Holy Spirit is inside of your life. You have hope. It comes from God. If you have God, you have hope. And you have a reason to get your hopes up this morning. You know, the, the main difference in the two crowds was the focus. The the little lady uh, in that crowd, the focus was on her dead son and her, on the situation. And the difference between that crowd and the other crowd, the focus was on Jesus. And when your focus, let me say it like this, when Jesus is the center of your life, you should have amazing hope. When Jesus is the center, when your focus is on him, making sure that he is the center, you don't have to worry about what's going on around you. Yeah, there may be some things that you can do. Maybe there's some things that that you want to do. Yes, there's situations you've got to take care of, but that is not the source of your hope or determines whether you have hope or not. Jesus is your hope, and make sure that he is the center. If he's the center of your life, today get your hopes up. Tell your neighbor, get your hopes up. If Jesus is the center, and tell the other one, you got to get your hopes up. You should get your hopes up up if Jesus is the center of your life. He can do anything he wants to at any moment. I'm working so hard today, I'm going to get overtime. (laughs)
1: That's
0: good, that's good. Man, Bobby's listening, thank you. (laughs) There... There is no problem he cannot solve. There is no sickness he cannot heal. There is no devil he cannot defeat. There is no promise he cannot fulfill. Come on, somebody. Let's give God praise. I'm fiddling like a Pentecostal evangelist. Come on. Another reason to get your hopes up. You ready? You're, it's so important. Your hope must be protected. Even though it comes from God, you have a part to play. You must hold on to hope. You must let hope remain. You must protect hope. Proverbs 13, 12 says this, hope deferred makes the heart sick. I have been through situations in my life or I didn't have hope for that situation. Have you ever been through a depression where it's actually a sick feeling attached to it? I mean, it is actually a sick. You feel sick inside. And we probably have all faced situations very similar, and there's things in this life that we must walk through. But we should do that with the hope of God within us. You have to hold on to hope. You have to declare you will hope even if you don't feel like it. Hebrews 10 says this, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. We speak out hope out of our mouths whether we believe at that moment or not. You don't feel like it's going to happen, but you don't give up on it. You don't you, you don't give in to the situation just because it feels so permanent. I know how it is to not be able to speak anything else other than the name of Jesus. I know how it is to have a panic attack, feel like I cannot make it through this, and then Jesus comes out of my mouth. I speak the name of Jesus, and I begin to calm down, and my hope, that feeling of hope returns. Do you know what I'm talking about? And hope must be protected. You proclaim out of your mouth no matter what your situation says. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why I'm going through this. But one thing I do know, God is faithful. He promised me a promise. This is what you do. You speak it out of your mouth. You hold on to your confession of hope. I may not have it figured out, but I do know this. My God loves me and he will do what he needs to do for my life. Somebody needs to say that today. You've been saying all the wrong things. Your focus has been on all the negative. You've been in that negative crowd, following along with everybody else. Um, I just told Patty, with all that's going on in the world right now, we said this yesterday, let's be very careful what comes out of our mouths. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'll be able to afford gas. My truck gets 14 miles to a gallon that was okay as long as I live close to the church (laughs) now it takes me a gallon to get to the church and a gallon to get home from the church that's that's, no excuse me (laughs) two gallons to get to the church two gallons to get home from the church I'm not going to be here next Sunday (laughs) y'all and if we're not careful the old folks would say you get long in the mouth and nobody know what I'm talking about. Uh, who, uh, there's some old he haw I know some of y'all are old he haul fans. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. Whoa. And if you're not careful, man, you'll just start speaking this, this stuff out of your mouth, hopelessness out of your mouth. How many of you remember when you had to search the vehicle to get enough to get a gallon of gas? But now you've got enough to fill the tank up. You shouldn't be rejoicing at what God has done in your life. Man, at least you have it to, to buy the gas. And so you have to be very careful. You speak hope alive. You hold on to hope. There's a story that, uh, about a school system that, uh, in a large city, they had a program to help keep kids um, keep kids up that were in the hospital, keep them up with their schoolwork. And there was a lady that was a, a teacher that was assigned, uh, that worked in this program that was assigned to go help a young boy in in the hospital to help him with the school work. And the teacher was caught off guard because she didn't realize that the boy was severely, severely burned. They didn't even expect him to make it she was surprised when she got to the room to see the situation of this young boy and swallowing her shock she said they i am here with the school and they've sent me here to help you today with your nouns and adverbs and fighting all of that emotion inside of her seeing this boy in this kind of situation trying to keep from crying and breaking down, she helped this young child with nouns and adverbs. She left feeling like she didn't do anything good, didn't accomplish anything. There was not a whole lot of response. And it was her time to come back two weeks later. You can imagine how hard it was for her to go back again. And before she walked in the room one of the nurses called her and said, "Um, what did you tell him last time you were here? And she said, I just came to work with him about his nouns and adverbs and and the nurse said, well, whatever you did, it had a profound effect on him. And when she walked in the room, she noticed the difference and comes to find out the little boy eventually spoke his thoughts. He said this, I had hope because I know the school district wouldn't send a teacher to work with a child that was going to die. And I have hope now. Can I just tell us today that you can get your hopes up no matter what your situation is today? Because the Holy Spirit is here and He wants to help somebody with some nouns and some adverbs. Jesus, Savior, Healer, Redeemer, Provider, Miracle Worker, Disease Destroyer, Blesser, Life Speaker, and Hope Giver. There's some nouns and some adverbs that'll help you today. Get your hopes up. Get your hopes up. We can get our hopes up holy spirit is here he's been sent by god to make sure we remember who is in control another reason if we need another reason another reason to get our hopes up is this hope is in, is the response to god's love for us it's the response to god's love for us when you begin to realize how much god loves us How many of you already understand God has shown his love to me? Would you just raise your hand? Um, He has proven over and over again in my life how much he loves me. And the scripture says, Romans 5, 5, it says, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who he has given to us. Hope does not disappoint See, I know because of God's love in my life, he's taken care of me way back here, even before I acknowledged his name. Right. He showed love to me and provided for me. He blessed my life before I ever came close to him. Right. But now that I'm coming close to him, how much more should I hope now and have confidence yeah. in that love? Yeah. Yeah. Now, you've got to get a hold of that today. You may not understand, but if if you'll ask the Holy Spirit to help you, he will show you that in your past, God showed up many times when you were running from him. How many of you already understand that and know that? And he provided for you. He kept me from the trouble I wanted to be in. He kept me even from messing up my life like I wanted to. And if he kept me then and provided for me then, How much more, now that I am with him, the scripture says, will he not give me all things? There should be a hope that comes from your confidence in God's love for you. Not that you're a good person, not that that you do everything right. None of us do. But he loves us in spite of ourselves. And if men who are evil know how to give good gifts to their children how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who belong to him? Come on. That's the word. And that's my God and that's your God. He loves you today. You're having hope in him will not disappoint you because God's love for you does not disappoint. I'm going to have to have me a towel up here, wipe my head like the Pentecostal preacher. Let me, let me close today by giving us four hope helpers, okay? Just give me just a moment. Four hope helpers. These are some things to think on when your hope is filling down, when it feels like the situation is more than you can bear. These are some thoughts that are grounded in Scripture. And they'll help you. It's a perspective shift. Many times it's all we need. The Holy Spirit is within us. He's already got a plan. Jesus is already planning to walk up in the midst of your your situation. We just need some perspective change until he gets there. And here it is. The first one is this. God has good things in store for you. Let's make it personal. Let's say this out loud. God has good things in store for me. I'm going to do it again. God has good things in store for me. He does. He has got wonderful things in store for you the scripture in jeremiah 29 11 should be a life verse for all of us the, the, that scripture says for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future that should be a life verse for you that god has good things planned for you i don't know what devil lied to you and told you that god was out after you If God was after you, he would have snuffed you out a long time ago. But he left you here and put you in a place where you would turn to him. That's love, my friend. That's a good plan for you. He has got great things in store for you. You haven't seen it yet. Until you commit your life fully to him, you'll never know how great God has, has, the things he has planned for you. Can I tell you, it gets better and better. It gets sweeter and sweeter. Psalms 145, verse 9 says, The Lord is good to all, and his mercy is over all that he has made. I've shared with you before, finally for me, I realized, wait a minute. If I am running from a God who loves me so much, and is so good to me, if, if he's doing this while I'm running from him, what would happen if I ran to him? what would happen if I came closer to him? And that's what this year is about. Coming closer. You hear me? God always wants us close to him. The Bible says the spirit draws us. And if he doesn't draw us, you can't come. But I believe for Move Church, there's an open invitation. There's special invitation for us to come closer and closer. I told the the lead class Wednesday night that to, to really be sensitive because there's going to be special times where God gives you an unction to pray, a desire to pray, a, a, a desire to, to, to uh, praise. Maybe it's a feeling of thankfulness. Seize those moments and run to God. There's blessings. There's growth. There are things that God will do for you that may not even show up till later on, but don't hold back. Run to God. He is good to you. He is good to me. 7-11 Matthew seven eleven, man we ought to take a trip to 7-11 haven't we this is the big slurpy of faith you ready the big slurpy of faith is this if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children don't we take pleasure in that how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him how much more how much more does God want to do for you I shared this also with tonight I'm so proud of our lead class we got a good group of folks going through give it up for them would you do that give yeah. them encouragement yeah. we are talking about prayer and how we should pray and it's okay to pray for your own needs and pray for details and y'all this is the truth Patty prayed for one time an orange cat with orange eyes I don't you know orange cat is hard enough to find but orange eyes she prayed that and one night one afternoon walking in our apartment that cat walked in behind us <laughs> now full disclosure she saw that cat in the in the uh, in, in a window at somebody there and I don't know if you knew it had a copper eyes though orange eyes I don't know but she loved that cat she's like oh I could like have a cat like that and that cat walked in behind us. Well, Pastor, what did you do? Did you kidnap the cat and not give it back to the owner? No. We told the owner, hey, here, here's your cat. And um, she said, can you keep the cat for the weekend? I said, yeah, we'll keep the cat. The pastor, said, yeah, this is the kind of cat I want. And she didn't put some prayer on it. Well, that it was a red-fire Persian, not a cheap cat at all, if you don't think about cats. And I wouldn't really plan on spending that much money on a red-fire Persian. And um, so uh, later on, uh, the, the lady came back and said, hey, I want you to have my cat. Woo! Uh-huh. Did we have to have an orange cat with orange eyes? No. But the Bible says if you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. Amen. Do you understand how good your father is to you? Yes. Now, some of you are looking at me strange like, "What well, God, is he concerned about giving you a cat? Yes. He gave us a boxer the same way. We prayed for an animal. We were going to go to the rescue league. Patty said, I want a boxer. We prayed, let's get a boxer. We got to the rescue league, the animal rescue league. There was a man sitting outside before they ever opened up with a boxer puppy full-blooded and said, here, I'll give it to you, even with the food included. Is God concerned about pets? Yes. If it's in your heart, he loves you so much, he'll give you what you ask for you he loves you he loves you so much let me give you another hope helper i gotta speed up oh i love this one god is working behind the scenes he is he is working things out sometimes it seems that god has forgotten about you that he's abandoned you no just what he's doing for you is so big you won't be able to see it till he brings it out you hear me He's working behind the scenes for you. He has not left you. He has not forgotten about you. The scripture says, but it is written, no eye has seen, no ear heard, neither has even entered into the hearts of man things that God has prepared for those who love him. He's got things he's working out for you that are wonderful. And I see God rubbing his hands together. Can't wait to give it to you just like you would buy something for your child and keep it for a surprise, waiting for that day to come, maybe Christmas, maybe birthday, and you can't wait to give it to him. You have a Father God that is perfect in every way, perfect in love for you, and he's that way. I think he's rubbing his hands together, ready to give you what he already has prepared for you. Would you stand up? And I'm gonna speed up if you stand up. But if you stand up, you better get your hopes up. number three Ah, thank you Jesus thank you God would you put number three up there please God can turn things around at any time that's my testimony he can turn it around at any moment you imagine I don't know if the widow walked back through those gates again in that town called Maine I think they probably followed Jesus for a good 15-20 miles shouting and rejoicing wouldn't you with her son but whenever she came home her situation looked different she came back through those gates to that place called Beautiful. And it had never looked so beautiful as it did then with her son in her arms. God can turn it around for you. He can turn your situation around, as bad as it seems right now. He can turn it around at any moment. Proclaim that out of your mouth. One of the greatest things that I heard during my time of of sorrow of hopelessness I heard a message that I think the title was God turn it around and he will for you if you'll believe Jesus said that this prophecy is fulfilled in me it's Isaiah 61 it says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor he sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives Amen and the opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. Look, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I am just so bold to believe in the work of the Holy Spirit and the anointed word of God that if you came in here today with a mourning in your heart that you can leave here today with a a spirit of praise, a garment of praise that it can consume you. I believe today the Lord wants to turn your ashes to beauty today if you put your hopes in him and get your hope up. Thank you, God. Number four, this is what we tell ourselves. God will provide a way. God will provide a way. Your path may already look like it's been determined by difficulty, but Jesus has already provided a way to intervene. The funeral procession was already on its path, and I don't know if Jesus was already going that way or not. I don't know but he already provided a way for a miracle to happen. And it's amazing, this verse was already in this message, and we sang it just a little bit earlier. Psalms 23, For though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life (coughs) all the days it may be a difficult valley it may be a hard situation I may be walking out of what's beautiful but one thing I know there's someone walking with me there is my Savior who has not left me and he has not left you if you do not leave him amen And surely, goodness, you can be sure of it, goodness and mercy will follow you. Jeremiah quoted this verse just a moment ago. And in that verse, it says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope. You know, hopeless situations seem sort of like a dark hole. I remember a time in my own life where I felt like I was falling in this dark hole, falling. Talking about a child of God, I was living for God, but what I was going through was so difficult. I felt like I was being pulled over into this dark hole. If you've ever dealt with depression, you felt that. And mine was caused, we know where it came from, but it was part of an onset of the disease. And I felt hopeless. And I can just remember just feeling like I can't catch myself falling. But can I tell you, the Lord threw me a rope. (laughs) He threw me a rope of hope. The word hope in Hebrew is tikvah. It means expectation, it has a second meaning, a cord or hope, or or, excuse me, cord or rope. Hope is a rope. God has a future for you, and he has a rope named hope that you can hang on And he will use that rope to pull you out of that situation. You hear me today? The rope is not too short to reach you. It extends from the beginning of creation to the crucifixion of Jesus. And it goes all the way to the second coming of the Lord and Savior. Hope is alive today so you can let your hope arise. Let's put our picture up there. Come on, somebody. you got to. Hang on. Hang in there, baby. Hang in there. Pastor, I'm at the end of my rope. God's going to throw you a rope. It's called hope today. And you just go ahead and tie a knot of determination in it, and you hang on to God's hope today. Would you bow your head, please? Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your word today. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit today to give hope. Thank you, God, that you could turn things around at any moment. I know, I understand, the devil's lying right now. He's a liar. He's trying to talk you out of it right now. But you rebuke that. You hold on to this hope that's been spoken to you today by the power of the Holy Spirit. You have the authority to rebuke that. It ain't going to happen for you. Oh, yes, it is in Jesus' name. Oh, your situation won't never change. Oh, no, it, it will in Jesus' name. God could turn it around at any moment. Uh, you, it may work for somebody else, but it doesn't work for you. You know what you've done yet, yeah, but it's covered under the blood. I thank you, Lord, for a rope called hope or a hope called rope. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you have sin in your life, let's go ahead and get rid of that. Let's ask the Lord to forgive us. If, you need, if you've never committed your life to Christ, Now is the time. Your hope is in him. You can have a wonderful life. He is a living hope. He wants to give you that by the help of the Holy Spirit. So let's pray together, church. Let's all pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me so much that you gave your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for my sins. I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. Would you forgive me for all my sins? Would you come into my heart? Would you change my life? And I'll give my life to you in Jesus' name. Head still bowed just for a moment. If you say, Pastor, I just gave my heart to Christ, and today I want to make a confession. Would you just raise your hand? Anyone in this house? If you're at home, you can raise your hand right there. There's no shame in here. We'll celebrate with you. Anyone? 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 How many of you would say, I needed forgiveness today, and I ask the Lord to forgive me today? Yes, a lot of us. That's a part of spiritual growth. I want us to take just a moment of prayer, okay? Give me just a moment. If you need hope today in your situation, maybe if we can get some some music playing just real softly. If you need hope today, and you want us to pray with you, there's no shame in this place. I want you to step out. I want you Who is it? You need hope. There's no shame. Come right on up front. We will pray with you today, yes. You just come up. When you come up, put your focus on the Lord, okay? Begin to focus on Jesus, who is the living hope. He is your hope today. Thank you, Lord. There's no situation that he cannot turn around. There's no miracle that's too difficult for him just a moment. Who else? Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord.